Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. (laughs) That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. (laughs) Just go with what you saw today. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. You'll be wrong often, but then you can just point back to when you were right. No one will remember. No one's listening. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf, Shilkapadia here at the Novacare Complex. As we get ready for a very relevant, playoff-relevant Eagles team. Big game on Sunday against the Houston Texans. Tomorrow's show, we will focus more on that matchup. Uh, We've got a little bit more to do today. We're going to talk about some of our thoughts on the Rams game from Sunday. I finally got a chance to watch the game, which which was fun. You wrote a good piece about some of the differences between Carson Wentz and Nick Foles, the differences in the offense, or maybe there aren't that many differences. Uh, We will do a little bird on the street, catching up on things this week. We've got your questions in getting a bird in edgewise. Sheila's got a bird to flip. And uh, we've got, uh, I think, a toucan you that you're probably going to hate. So we've got a packed show. Great. You just are back from your uh, extended trip out west. I'm back. was working on a story out west, so I need to know. know, I've read a little transcript here and there. What have I missed this week? Well, good question. Um, I also missed Doug Peterson's Monday press oh, conference. Wow. But one thing we learned is that early last week, him and Mike Grow. now according to Doug, this was before they knew that Carson Wentz wasn't going to play. I'm not 100% sure that I believe that. But uh, early last week, him and Mike Grow uh, decided that they needed to uh, pair back the complications of the offense a little bit. Make it go back to basics. Make it a little bit more fundamental. Get rid of some of the pre-snap motions and uh, let these guys do what they do best. Play without thinking, as it were. Am I wrong, or did we already have this storyline after that Giants game? I believe I wrote a piece, yeah, you know? you're probably Wasn't right. Wasn't that the theme after that week, that they did this? I feel like that's a conversation you, you should have every week, right? Like, uh, you know, what we got to do, guys... So we got to get back to basics. It's uh, yes, I think when things are not going well, it's it's the simplify conversation and it's the don't press conversation. Pressure's off. You know, uh, the guys are pressing; they're trying too hard, which I, I still, you know, I don't really believe in much. I can see it sometimes, I guess, on the defensive side of the ball. But that was interesting that he came out and did say that. Now the part about having fewer pre-snap shifts and motions. I don't know if it was during a press conference last year, whether it was in the wonderful book Fearless, where mm-hmm. it was somewhere, Peterson had mentioned that with Nick Foles, this is kind of the preference that, you know, right. he, what he wants is a Nick Foles who's just out there not thinking too much. And well, then, and that's what Nick Foles wants. Is, that's what Nick Foles right. wants, slinging it. You know, he even went so far as to say, like, Nick doesn't want a lot of input on the game plan. You all right there? What is there something wrong with your coffee? You took a sip and looked at it like someone had dropped a uh, peanut in no, there. No, it's or a little it's a, a little toasty. But I learned this the other day, okay. uh, which I'm embarrassed to realize that I never knew this before. 
and it makes me question everything that I've ever thought about coffee. I was it was actually uh, it was so I believe nervous. it was John Ritchie on the uh, on WIP. Did you know that like dark roasted beans are have less, less caffeine? caffeine? Yeah. How did I not know that? My what bro- kind of idiot am I? My brother-in-law has had a uh, obsession with knowing everything about caffeine. Okay. So for like the last decade, anytime we meet up, I'm like, hit me with some... I told him he should start a blog like a decade ago. I like that. I mean, yeah. And he, he did tell me that. I have like... And you I know, believe, I drink a lot of coffee. I feel like yeah. I'm a guy who likes a nicer cup of coffee. How do I... Yeah. How can I look myself in the mirror? Yeah, I like a dark roast too, and he'd be I like, mean, they get paid too." He'd be he'd be telling me, "You sure you want to go dark roast? Less oh. caffeine? Eh, I still like the dark roast." Was that John Ritchie's like opening? Uh, yes, it was. Uh, yeah, well, that's a good one. He yeah. really got you with that one. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. I almost drove off the road. There's something with iced coffee too, right? I, I don't know that. Yeah, I can't remember if it's more or less, but there is a something like that with iced coffee that it has more or less caffeine. Yeah. Well, let's let's call up your brother-in-law. Get him on the pod. Coffee uncle. Coffee uncle. Or caffeine uncle. So, I mean, I didn't watch that game and think, wow, they simplified things and that's why things are going well. I mean, it's, it's a fine little story and it's worth, I guess, mentioning. Well, what they did do is, is they, they ran a few concepts repeatedly. Yeah. But they did that. It Even seemed like that, they did that a little bit more. All, they, you think uh, they do that all the time? I mean, in the Super Bowl, mm. they ran the well, match yeah, the like Super Bowl. Five, five times. Yeah, in the Super Bowl, but... I mean, I feel I, I remember I asked Doug about this early in the season, and he, he loved he loved the question. He's like, "I'm a big believer in repeat plays. Right? You run it the first time, you see how they're going to defend you know, it." It was the screen at the end of the half, right? Is that that what it was? They went back to back screens. May have, that was last year. That was last year. Yeah, it I think it was together. something else this year. I think I think in one of the first few games they ran like this. It might have even been with Nick Foles. Who knows? So maybe there is a thread, but mm. it was like the same RPO they ran. You know, like. Three times in one drive or something. So you know, I there said, wasn't that wasn't earlier this year. They did two screens to a jai or no, something like no, that. No. That, that was last year. That was year? a feather in his cap last year. Oh, he loved talking about. I really that. like. It all runs together for me. Yeah. I guess. Um, so, I mean, I guess it's it, it shows that you know I, I don't really believe that they did all this for either quarterback. I you know it seems to me like you do some of this yeah. for Foles, and that's smart coaching. It's what we saw last year. During the playoff run, you want to make the quarterback comfortable, as your boy Chip Kelly said. If it's not a QB-friendly system, it's a bad system. Yeah. So, good for them. Okay, anything else? What else? Uh, you know, you haven't really missed that much. The Eagles are practicing for the first time this week today. They had a walkthrough yesterday. Doug decided to um, give them an extra day off. Not a day off, but an extra day off from practice. Uh, and he explained that that was because... You know, they're coming off the Cowboys game in which yeah. they played 100 snaps, then the long trip out west, and so he'd rather they their bodies be fresher. To me, that seems like it makes a lot of sense, but, uh, you know, concussion uncle, not very happy. Well, it does. It, uh, I agree it makes sense, but then also, you remember another big theme from last year. What That's was right, it? yes. You know, yeah. Fletch came in and Malcolm, and they said we, we got to put, put the pads, pads on. on. Yeah. <laughs> so, now, I mean, all of this stuff. Well, I, well like, Malcolm did say in the in the locker room yesterday that he's got to be so tired. He thought this was a good idea. He's like, good, okay. good job by Doug. Well, so, so that's good. The, I'm um, sure Doug is talking to the players and right. seeing how their bodies are. Although he, Malcolm Jenkins said that this was Doug's idea. He didn't get this from the oh. Players Council. All right. Well, so. that's interesting as well. Yeah. I do think he looks at the, he seems to look at the sports side. Yeah. Stuff and listen to them. And so, I mean, I would always say, 
I think the Vikings went the opposite way under Mike Zimmer, who strikes me as a concussion uncle type guy. Oh, I think they? they went. They had no days off after oh, their game on Sunday. Oh my gosh! Brought them in on Monday. Oh. <laughs> when you like when, football games? Like wouldn't that make you just want to end the season yeah. sooner? Yeah. So you know, lay lay your lettuce on the Lions this week. Maybe that's good news for the Eagles and their playoff hopes. Well, that's the that's the point. Tired Vikings team. Yeah. Okay. Uh, coordinators. I didn't think there was. Uh, much that was interesting. Schwartz is, continues to be in a good mood all season long. He, he's had a good season yeah. on the podium. Yeah. Really? They've he's had, had a pretty good season. I think so. I was going to say. The criticism that I levied, I mean, those were yeah. that was after what? like The, the Titans the, game, Titans. which he deserves, he deserves and blame the Panthers, for. But I was thinking that, too. I mean, watching the film and looking at who's out there, fan, it was a fantastic performance. I mean, I felt like... I felt like watching the defense, what really struck out is that, like, their DBs were laying the wood. That's true. I mean, they didn't play perfect. Like, LeBlanc, I saw, definitely was out of position um, a few times. But, like, he popped a guy. Douglas popped a guy. Uh, Maddox is just like, I mean, everybody, he's like the favorite son in the organization. Well, that's true. And for good. It has been all year. I thought he played better watching the film than I did live and watching live. Well, let's get to this game because I I have to tell you that. You've got some takes, I know. I have to tell you that I was blown away at how unimpressive I thought this game was for the Eagles. What a a great. Seriously. Um, The defense, they did. Play with a little bit more uh, gusto, gusto, and and uh, team rallying to the ball, okay. which we did see in in Dallas. I thought, I thought over the last two weeks they've done since that better. since the Saints game, since um, Jenkins called them out, really. Yeah, but more so the last two weeks. I <laughs> okay, think. Um, that was nice to see. I actually, um, not that not to take anything away from the interception, I was uh, I was expecting it to be a better play than it was. It was a bad throw. <laughs> Jared Goff was terrible in this game. He was bad in this game. Um, he was awful. Um, the big, my biggest takeaway is that I'm sorry, Nick Foles like did not have a good game. This is the like one of your craziest takes. He was bad. He was bad game. based on what? He had two good throws. Right, I need to hear your full explanation. I thought he had it's two good throws. Sense. One was the the teardrop to Alshon Jeffrey. That was nice along yeah. the sideline, and the other was the uh, the third down. Pass in the red zone that hit Zach Ertz in the hands that was knocked out of his hands by the DB. A play, one play after he missed a wide open touchdown to Zach Ertz. He's he he's wait. doing the same stuff that we were killing Carson for, throwing short of the sticks on third down. Got lucky a couple times. Wait, wait, wait. The Ertz in the back of the end zone, the leaping one, is that the one you're? I thought it was a good throw. No, no. Like it hit him right in the hands, but then the DB knocked it out as he was coming okay. out with it. All right. And then what was the one where he missed Ertz? The interception? No, that was a terrible throw. Okay. No, it was the second down before that third down. They ended up getting a field goal, but Ertz was, like, wide open, and he just overthrew him. Okay. Um, he well, almost had sure. two the, – the two screens, almost disastrous interceptions. What is he doing throwing those balls the way that he threw them? Um, I don't know. Like, I was I, – the one thing that you said in your piece that I, that I do think he gets credit for is that he's not taking sacks. Uh, he, that's good. But I was like – I could, <laughs> I was like, how do they score all these points? So they scored on six of the first eight possessions. They averaged 8.7 yards per pass, their their best number of the entire season by yeah. almost a full yard. Right, yeah. He doesn't get credit for that. I'm not saying he doesn't get credit. I just, like, okay. I, I wasn't impressed. 
It was three for four on. They had 112 yards on downfield throws more than any other game this entire season. Right. One of them was a busted coverage, 50 okay. yards downfield. Now this is ridiculous. Why doesn't he doesn't get? I'm not saying he doesn't get credit for that. I'm just saying it wasn't. So you want him? It to wasn't an impressive. More difficult no, passes? I'm just saying it wasn't impressive to me. Oh my gosh. It, was, this this narrative okay. that like the offense is better with him than Carson Wentz. Which, well, no, that's crazy. Of I'm, course it see, is. See, this is this is the problem. So now, so there are the two ends. Your absurd take, <laughs> and then the absurd absurd take of that the offense is better with Foles. It's neither of those. It is that. I mean, what did you? What more could you have expected from the guy? They scored thirty points for the first yeah, time. He, 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 he played fine. Field. It wasn't like this wasn't like this wasn't like NFC Championship game or Super Bowl fulls. This wasn't like him playing in a very high level level. This was just him playing. I feel like if Wentz makes that fifty yard throw in the air while getting crushed in the midsection, you would be all whoa, what a throw. The arm. Oh, oh. But since it's fulls, you you got your uh your prejudice. Eh, I don't think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think he gets credit. You, you mentioned the T. I like the, uh, you know, he gets credit for the throw to Alshon down the right sideline, which you said. I Very th- good throw. I thought the deep dig. Ethel was fine. I don't, it would, I don't know that Wentz makes that throw the way he's playing this year. Really? I mean, Jeffrey wasn't really open. I don't know if it was a bad. I mean, Talib is right in front of him, and he just was like, I'm going to just chuck it up there, see what happens. And Jeffrey made a nice catch. Maybe I'm not thinking of the right play. <laughs> I thought that was a yeah. It was a thirty-six yarder yeah. on the right side. It wasn't a great throw, but it was a. I like that he just oh, gambled just, a little bit. Okay, and well, I mean that's true. We have been asking. We have been saying that Carson Wentz yeah. has not been pulling the trigger on on some tight window throws. Um, which that's that true. Wasn't yeah. I, mean, I think I think even. the one thing, and you I mean you said this in your piece on theathletic.com slash philly, theathletic.com slash wip. If you want to get forty percent off and a free. One week trial. Uh, that about him not taking sacks. Um, yeah, the time I mean, of them getting rid of the ball of is that. not right. very different. But he is he is not taking sacks. Yes, let me look at. The, He's also throwing more interceptions, so that's true. The, that's probably worse than taking sacks. Wentz has been sacked on six point six percent of his dropbacks, and Foles is at three point six percent. And I, I mean, now I just, this, that's since the start of last season. That's the, that is this year. If you go back to the start of last year, it's 7.2 against 4.2. Okay. And it's not, you know, I think Wentz is always going to take a lot of sacks. But if he's right. extending plays and fully healthy and scrambling or hitting people downfield, then you live with it. I feel like that's what, this year right. he's been kind of caught in between where his head is still telling him he's able to do that. And he's coming off knee surgery. And so he hasn't been able to uh, fully do that. And so it has led to this high sack number. And the offense has just been kind of a mess where they can't – it feels like they can't over – I would like to see a stat of like when they have negative plays. Mm. It just feels like they never overcome that, you know? Right. And, I when, think, and, and last year they did sometimes. Yeah, you know, yeah the manageable sort of stuff is long, Garbanzo right. Beans. I mean they had a lot of third and longs Ooh. last year and they converted them. It doesn't feel like they're doing um, the same this year. Yeah, he wasn't He wasn't Super Bowl fulls. I mean that was like the uh, – Right, I mean, that's one of the best performances of all time. Right, right. And so, but uh, I thought he played better than I anticipated. The offense looked better than I anticipated. No, score, score thirty points, pretty good for this. I mean, what kind of curve are we like? Look at this offense we've been watching all year. Yeah, I know. I'm not here to nitpick a thirty-point performance with a backup quarterback. 
I didn't think that this. I didn't think that I saw this team as. Oh wow, this team turned it on and they're and they're ready to make a playoff. All right, push. so I, thought, I assume you're picking the Texans on Sunday. Right now, I'm leaning that way. Okay, well, okay. put your uh, dark roast where your mouth is. They went with the light roast. Okay. All right. So that was your that was your impressions of the offense. What else? Anything on the day? Um, I mean, they threw the Wendell Smallwood thing was like that was nuts. He had a, he, he had good. he had a couple yeah. really nice runs. I don't expect that to happen again. What's Adam's status for this week? Uh, I think he, we were just out there. I yeah, can't I don't actually. I wasn't looking at him. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, he I should have been trying to watch my guy Boston Scott. He got banged up, so we'll see. I mean, yeah, the the Texans will get again. We'll get more into the matchup Friday, but second in uh, DVOA rushing defense. Right. So this is a game where you're going to need your boy uh, Nicky Franchise yeah. to do even more. Yeah. Uh, defensively, I tweeted this stat out. May surprise some people. Fletcher Cox and Michael Bennett are second and third in the NFL in QB hits. More QB hits than any uh, tandem in the league. Yeah. Does that surprise you? I feel like Michael Bennett's season is, kind of, is yeah. getting undersold. It doesn't surprise quite me, frankly, mostly because I think you've been say. bringing it up every every several weeks. Okay. But, um, I feel like I never tweeted it, maybe, yeah, which is good. for the podcast it's audience. It's good. Um, Fletcher Cox was very good. You know, Chris Long had a couple flashes, I thought, in this game. Uh, Nigel Back Bradham home. has, I feel like, has been a little more active. I don't know if it's the well, and the Eagles are probably going to get Jordan Hicks back this week. He has practiced, uh, which is interesting. Pushing for a contract, um, I yeah, uh, that'll be interesting. Yeah, I, I actually, see. I actually, uh, I, I kind of like Nate Gary. It's not bad. It's not bad. You can see when he's when he's like in the open <clears throat> field, like when there's a throw to the flat. And he's got to get there in a hurry. Yeah. He's like their fastest guy. Right. Or, uh, you know, a, a, a bubble screen to the perimeter and he's got to get out there. Right. He's very good at that. It's when, you know, and I feel like when an O-lineman gets their hands on him, it's right. bad news bears. I think he can he, – he makes tackles uh, like a few yards downfield in the run game fairly well. It's like he, he's not really like uh, – Behind the line of scrimmage. Right. Yeah. You know, breaking I think that's down right. There, yeah. yeah I, th- I, I agree. There were a couple times in that game where I thought he was – Doing a good job. Jenkins was doing a good job. Uh, Maddox, I like. I want to see Maddox play outside yeah. corner the, the next two games. Yeah, I was like, it's interesting. I really, I think you know. I asked uh, Joe Banner this, but and I asked, tried to ask Jim Schwartz this, and you know, he's always going to say his best position is uh, whatever we need or whatever. Yeah, but it, it, I think that's one of the more interesting questions for this Eagles team this offseason. Where do, what, where do you pencil in Avante Maddox next year? I mean, he's gonna, he, he deserves to be a starter somewhere. Is it as the nickel? Is it as free safety? Or is it on the outside? Probably not on the outside. I don't know. I'd say, but, I'd say definitely not. I'd say not the nickel. Wasting him. Yeah, he's, why? He's going to play 80% of the snaps. That's fine. I would rather have me the free safety than the nickel. Play every snap. I want to see what he does. I think I would probably lean free safety. but Yeah. Um, it's oh, what's the uh, what's the Fran Duffy role? Isn't it like if a guy can play corner, you play him at corner? Right, but it's also who else is on the roster? Who else is on the roster? And like you know, if you have an injury corner, then he just goes to corner and you you put someone else at okay. free safety. He looked very comfortable. I mean, in, in the way they yeah. play, you know, they're not playing a ton of man coverage where he's got to like match up with these uh, monstrous wide receivers and win jump balls. I mean, they play so much zone. Like that one play, I think it was the first third down, 
where he's the you know the ball goes behind him. I forget what the coverage was, but mm-hmm. he's an underneath defender, and there's yeah, that hole in it. between him yes. and the deep the, and the like, turkey hole. Like they haven't had anyone make that play all year. Yeah, and it's and I was like, oh, that, you know that that was uh, pretty good. And then his tackling is very good. It feels like his uh, his instinct. He was always in the right place. I mean, they threw at him like so much. It was like right. golf would drop back and throw to Josh, Josh Reynolds on the right deep, and he was like always in the right place. So uh, I think it's uh, I think it's good to get a little excited if you're an Eagles fan about Avante Maddox. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he, he's going to start somewhere next year. They've got to figure that out. But uh, I would kind of like to use the last two games and see what he does at uh, outside corner. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Although I guess if they get Sidney Jones back at some point, the my Which guess doesn't look like it'll be this week. So it won't be this week. So no. it would only be. But I would imagine if they do get him back for the last game, it would be still Jones and Douglas on the outside, and probably Maddox back at free safety. But or they or nickel, I guess they yeah. might. I don't know. Yeah. All right. All right. I think those are all my. Uh, more 12 personnel the last two games. Yep, and this is... It uh, only this, took them 13, This is the This games? is uh, the 12 personnel bowl on Sunday. Yeah. The Paul Domowich Bowl. Okay. Texans yeah. are big Texans on Texans are the number one in the league most often. There you Eagles go. Eagles are second. Okay. Uh, there was 9.3 yards per pass out of 12 personnel last week. So that was... It, it wasn't... Uh, you know, the touchdowns And what's came. funny is that, as we talked about, not a lot of that was to Ertz and Goddard. Right. They had, I think, 34 yards combined on, like, four catches. Right. Uh, I guess I got to give Haloti Nada some credit. He made a I'm, few plays. I'm back. <laughs> I've been ripping him all year, so. Uh, Have we talked about that on the pod? I don't know. Have we? It might have been on the post game. It's pod. your favorite you moment pro- of the season. Yeah, why don't you provide a reminder? Well, it's yours. I don't want to steal your thunder. Your, well, your we, single favorite moment of we the entire sitting, 2018 well, Eagles season. Well, we were sitting there before a game, and you were reading out a tweet from Haloti Nada that said, I'm back. And it was, you know, <laughs> as their season was falling apart. <laughs> he had, like, done nothing all year long. And I'm like, who cares? <laughs> Who's going to even notice? <laughs> so I was uh, a little salty there. Yeah. And then, so every game where he would do nothing... Uh, I would say I'm back. I said it was going to be, yeah, it was easily a top 10 moment for me of the 2018 season. For sure. Okay. Um, I think that's, I think that's all I got. Okay. Kamu drilled some offensive lineman in the ass, uh, in the butt, sorry, uh, with a, with a field goal. In practice earlier? Because Jake Elliott wasn't there while we were out there. Right. right. So Camus was, was taking the field goals, and he made the first two, then they moved it back further, and he just pegged somebody. Yeah. And then they, they didn't let him kick the next one. Alshon Jeffrey has an illness. License to ill. Who else? What were the other injury updates? Fletcher Cox wasn't out there when we watched. I wouldn't worry about Michael that. Michael Bennett wasn't out there when we watched. Wouldn't worry about that. Tim Jernigan was. Tim Jernigan was. Jordan Hicks was. Um, those are the big ones, right? No Sidney Jones, we already said. Yeah, I don't think uh, any Isaac Ciamalo. Okay. All right. Yeah. What else we got? Questions? Yeah, why don't we get to the questions? Okay. <clears throat> Let me pull these bad boys up. Carson Wentz was out there. He was not participating. I guess Doug Peterson mm-hmm. said they're not going to put him on IR. Is that interesting to you? Uh, we should talk about that. Uh, talk to Joe Banner about it. 
his sense was why close the door on on if something were to happen you know you make the playoffs and Nick Foles gets hurt and the doctors say that you know it's not going to hurt Carson Wentz more if he plays you probably would rather do that than play Nate Sudfeld you'd like to hold open the possibility for the you know 2% chance of that happening that makes sense to me it's not like they, it's not like they like have guys who need to take roster spots right now um with two games left, I think that makes sense. But what I really think is going on is it's just like a it's like a little favor to Carson. It's Wentz saying, I'm not going on IR. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, that's I what I think feel is like that's what on. it is. Yeah. But, which is, I guess, who cares? It's important to him. We've got a conspiracy theory in the, uh, in the comments. I don't know if you saw this. I did not. What do you got? Conspiracy theory guy says uh, the reason they're not doing it is because he's not hurt. They benched him for Foles, yeah. and <laughs> they just wanted to find an excuse to um, not embarrass him. Well, I guess I should have. I mean, if you look at the – there's complete recency bias with the with the Foles. I mean, listen, we've said his best game comparable to Wentz's best game. Yeah. You just think of the Super Bowl. I mean, Bowl. the Super Bowl, yeah. yeah. His worst game, much worse than Wentz's worst game. Yeah, I mean, like his third best game is way worse. Right, than... and so the numbers bear it out. I mean, Wentz's QBR, take that for what it's worth, for the season is 65.5. Foles' QBR last week was 64.6. So you're making the argument that, you know, Foles had this great... You're not making that I argument. know. The universal you. And it's kind of like statistically it was similar to how Wentz was playing all year. DVOA, Wentz would be... I mean, Foles would be 30th out of 33 qualifying quarterbacks if he had thrown enough passes. He did not play right, well played three games, but... earlier this season. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, yards per attempt, yards per net, yards per pass play, all those areas, Wentz has a leg up on full. So there's not really that uh, that argument that they're more productive or more effective or any of that with fools in there. Yeah. It was one game. I know, that's right. Foles has thrown one touchdown in three games. Also. That was surprising, yeah. Me too. I had to double-check that. Yeah, I know that he didn't throw one last week. but Okay. Uh, okay, getting a burn in edgewise. Uh, Big Seals wants me to read this uh, this way. Friend of the pod, Big Seals, wants to know, is Avante Maddox the best corner on the team? Wow, another great question from Big Seals, who was a great follow on Twitter.com. <laughs> that's outstanding. <clears throat> uh, Baldy, did you see Baldy's uh, tweet with Maddox? No, he had a strong take. What, what was the? He strong said that take? was the best game by any Eagles any Eagles corner has played all year. Okay, I don't think I didn't think it was a crazy. That's probably take. no, no. That's that's not as not not as crazy <laughs> okay. as I was expecting. Well, Baldy is prone, of course, to a bit of hyperbole. Well, he, he, he once said, called Jamar Cheney the best young middle linebacker in football, and he called Asante Samuel and Dimitri Patterson the best cornerback tandem in the NFL. <laughs> well, he said, uh, I think he was comparing him to Denzel Ward. He's like, is there any difference mm. between how this guy's playing and Denzel Ward? Look at this. All right. He was doing some ni- nice slow motions. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, is he the best corner? I mean, probably not. But uh, like I said, I'm not ruling anything out. I want to see some more. Bo's getting very comfy over here. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Taking the fleece off. It's a little, <laughs> little toasty in here. Um Keep it, keep it, keep yourself under control. <laughs> uh, light up the sky. 
Any stats on how often Foles faced a manageable third down versus Carson Wentz? I think you wrote about this. No, no? I don't think I did. Okay, well, never mind. <laughs> Screw you. Uh, all right, Sunset Shaz. I actually don't think there's G-Fi. much to that, but I can uh, try to find. I don't up. believe there is much to that. Also, like, Foles was, like, they were like 4 They were good on third yeah. down, yeah. Right. Uh, why is it that defensive coordinators dial up blitzes? Does it have anything to do with rotary phones? And then there's a, a long chain of discussion. Uh, Derek, my guess is that it was originally dials up the pressure, which makes sense. And then that morphed into dials up a blitz, which sounds right if you don't, if you don't think too hard about it. And then Sunset Shaz says, similarly, why were the late Jim Johnson's blitzes invariably described as exotic? Mm. Did he obtain them from a Silk Road merchant? And then Brian Solomon jumps in and says, I like to think back in the day, defensive coordinators focused on their base scheme and had a blitz uncle they called up for new weird pressure ideas. Love a blitz uncle. And then Sunset Shaz says, makes sense. When blitz uncle was in the Navy, he developed a taste for durian, laksa, and dropping a DE into coverage while bringing an outside corner as a rusher. And then Brian says, so we're in agreement the Eagles should bring back red zone uncle. Boy, what a threat. Uh, I don't know. I, I do feel like you can dial up. You can dial up a shot play. I feel on offense. Yeah, you can do a shot. Yeah, yeah. And I don't. I don't. No, like you ex- dial that one up. I really don't like exotic. I'm. I'm kind of with him there. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. How about erotic? <laughs> no. I'm def- <laughs> I'm definitely, Football porn. I'm definitely not for that. <laughs> no, please. Um. What if would you think maybe the dial up is is uh, more of an internet thing? Dial up internet, CompuServe. Mm, you get that. Uh, okay, okay, all right. Is anyone still with us? I don't have a good answer. Me neither. I think we answered it. Okay, kind of. I think they answered it. Yeah. Uh, Fob George, is it just me, or is the defense better with Nigel in the middle? Hmm. I don't think that's a crazy take. I don't think that's a crazy take either. It's one worth probably exploring a little bit more, and I'm not saying that that's the case, but I'm not saying that that's not the case. I wouldn't, uh, yeah, I don't think that's crazy. Yeah. I don't think that's crazy. Uh, Kill a cow. Seems like your combined seltzer consumption has significantly fallen off this season. Is that a fair assessment? If so, what's the reason? Too much hurts? Well, this is more you than me. Could be I'm, too much. I'm not a big, uh, I will admit that I, I do believe my seltzer consumption has gone down just a so tad. Bobo report scared you? No, it wasn't that. It was that uh, I find occasionally that the. Um, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> no, it's it's that the uh, the carbonation will sometimes exacerbate the cough, mm. and so as long as I have the cough, I don't lean on the seltzer quite as often. Well, you gave up the seltzer, and now <clears> you're you know. I haven't heard you cough in... Well, no, that's not true. That's not true. Yeah. I've coughed in every show we've done all year. Yeah, that was a joke. Uh, I like this question from Dan Timon. Who has played themselves into contention for making the 2019 roster that you didn't anticipate in week one? And is one of them Craven LeBlanc? I do think that Craven LeBlanc is uh, a guy who, you know, might be nice to have as a backup nickel. Seems like a good use... Of a roster spot? Yeah, I don't think that's crazy. I don't think that's crazy. Um, I actually was uh, saying to uh, Fran Duffy the other day, I think that Trey Sullivan has actually gotten a little bit better. He's no longer terrible. Do you disagree? 
Well, he hasn't had any like. Like I think he's okay as a fourth safety now. Mm, I'm not ready to go there. Okay, fair enough. At least in contention. Um, I'm trying to think. I think on a different level, we were talking about Gary. I think that maybe as a he, he's fine as a fourth linebacker. I think you that's don't need a good one. Upgrade on that spot necessarily. Yeah, I think that's a good one. And maybe a, a reason that you could let Jordan Hicks go in free agency. Um, yeah, that doesn't a, a Bradham, Camus, Gary. And then trying to... And maybe like a, a third-round pick linebacker? Yeah. Oh, sorry. They don't have one. Or a fourth-round pick linebacker? Or maybe, you know, add someone another way who's just sort of on the same level, but you right. for the best. I that's, think that's fine. At the same time, I don't know. I mean, is Jordan Hicks getting blown out of the water with some crazy deal yeah, that I don't know fair about? Fair point. So, fair point. I don't know. Maybe it would just make sense to just bring him back on a sort of cheap deal. I would say on offense, I would not have expected. I think, you know, Josh Adams is probably on the roster next season now. Uh, I think you would probably rather him still be the fourth running back, um, maybe the backup early down running back. Um, and then, depending on how wide receiver shakes out, I think you could probably keep Jordan Matthews around if you want. Mm, interesting one. You know, I will say for Jordan Matthews, he does seem like a uh, legitimate good teammate. You know, just watching his body language yeah. with like both offensive or defensive players or when he's not in the game and so, someone, uh, you know, makes a play near the sideline or something mm-hmm. or someone gets injured. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's not, I think you outlined all the ones I could think of. Yeah, I think that's probably, about, I mean, any of these backup defensive tackles pique your interest? I would say Hester has probably been the best of them, but, yeah. I mean, I don't think he's locked up a roster spot, no. Yeah. What's more likely? Foles throws for 350 yards and five touchdowns, or Wendell Smallwood runs for 100 yards and two touchdowns? Five touchdowns? I, I would say Smallwood, probably. Yeah, I'd say probably that, too. Uh, Thunderlips. Best Christmas gift you've ever received? Mm. Do you have an answer for this one? I feel like, I don't know. It feels like maybe I've talked about this before. It's possible. Is, there a, is it a baseball glove or something? No, it's not. I wouldn't say it's the best gift I've received, but I remember it as the gift that I wanted the most okay. that I ended up getting, and so I was most excited to see. It was um, uh, something called Bedroom Basketball. Mm, that sounds good. And it was like a basketball hoop you put on the end of your bed, so you could, and then you had like a basketball Fantastic. with a string, uh-huh. and you could shoot like before going to sleep. Yeah, I thought that was the coolest thing, and I wanted it. I saw it like at a toy. I also like someone else buying it at a Toys R Us, and yeah. it was like that's what I want, and I wanted it so bad. And then when I opened it, I remember. I think that was the happiest I've been to open a present. I'm trying to think. We got a double shot at one point for the basement. And I'm, but I can't remember what occasion that was for. It was a super a double mo- shot, like a uh, oh. like a little uh, mini arcade oh, okay. thing. Nice. There was a Super Mario. I feel like there was probably a video game in there. You know, my memory is terrible. So I feel I feel like I was waiting in line for Super Mario Three. It was like the yellow package, right? At some point, I don't have a good answer for that. Okay. What do you think the Eagles could get for Zach Ertz this offseason in a trade? His stock is at an all-time high, and Dallas Goddard has shown to be a better blocker and gets more yak. 
I think it's probably a bad idea to uh, trade your second best or third best player. Yeah. Trade somebody who can catch the ball well and get yeah. open from the quarterback. Uh, I also th- I just think that probably you wouldn't get commensurate value. No. I don't think that's happening. Yeah. Uh, Khalif, favorite versus least favorite holiday movie. I don't have a strong opinion here. I know it's I know Home it's, Alone maybe. Yeah, Home Alone's probably my favorite Christmas movie. Yeah. I think that's fair. Rachel and I once dressed up as uh, Harry and Mara for Halloween. Mm. One of our best, one, one of our better ones. Um, How about uh, "It's a Wonderful Life" for the worst one? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever made it through. Yeah, it's. A, I feel like it was yeah. always on, and I never. Yeah. Uh, I don't think a Christmas story is very good. No, yeah, um, I think we're gonna take a lot of heat for these. <laughs> Um, My wife's family loves these, by the way, so they, okay. they've been constantly on the last okay. uh, five years. Um, I do like Die Hard, if you consider it a Christmas movie. I don't really feel strongly about that. Um, what's the one with our dear friend Sinbad? There's one with Sinbad? Yeah. It's the one where they're, they're like fighting over the uh, the toy. I don't know. Thanks for all your work if yeah. you're listening, Sinbad. I mean, I got nothing. It's not necessary roughness. I know that much. <laughs> uh, a Pecanese Migrate. Lukewarm hot chocolate, apple cider, non-alcoholic eggnog. I've never had eggnog. Interesting. It's not bad. What does it taste like? It looks disgusting. It tastes like, you know, like sweet cream. No. Uh, so I'm going to migrate that before ever okay. trying it. What are the other two? Lukewarm hot chocolate and apple cider. What's the temperature on this apple cider? I like a hot cider. I like a cold cider. I like them both. I don't really like a lukewarm cider, though. I would probably nasty cider and peck the lukewarm hot chocolate. I mean, lukewarm hot chocolate is, you know, it doesn't taste quite like chocolate milk, but it's not terrible. Yeah, I would probably do the same. I, I like an eggnog, but, um, you know, if I'm going to drink that, I, I, I want some booze in there. Shocking. <laughs> um, do you think that Avante Maddox's skill and versatility makes him both, A, a Darby replacement for next year, and B, a Jenkins replacement in a few years? No, I would say he's more of the Rodney McLeod. I think that's right. If he's going to play safety. In terms of a Darby replacement, I don't know. I mean, we're basing everything off of one game. So let's uh, we can revisit that one in a couple weeks. For Shield, which animal protein is the hardest one for you to resist and why? I don't even know. What is an animal protein? Just any. What, what animal? Like, Give me examples. Like chicken? Oh. Uh, you know, when I see people eating uh, seafood, I'm like, disgusting okay i'm so glad i'm a vegetarian like that thing when you go to the grocery store and they're like eyes are looking at you and mm. then people eat that yeah that seems gross to me okay uh i could see i could see why people would like a chicken okay yeah in its various forms i feel like that looks okay you're not missing that much with chicken okay although i, I you have said i believe that the one the one thing you do want sometimes is a chicken parm yeah right? that always looks good that, yeah that, that's good uh, if Foles makes a run into the postseason, let's say he wins one road playoff game, is he on the roster in 2019? No. 
Uh, prob- Wouldn't that make it more likely that somebody's going to want him? Yeah, probably right. Somebody, Tim McManus, was just reading out the free agent uh, quarterback options downstairs. UGL, why oh, you really? ain't got no alibi. What yeah. about Flacco? Well, would you rather w- would you rather have Flacco or Nick Foles as your quarterback next year? God. <laughs> Joe Flacco. I mean, I guess probably the right. A- are they at the same price? Yeah. I guess probably the right answer is Joe Flacco. Me personally, eh, I'll just roll the dice with mm. Nick Foles. I don't like to watch Joe Flacco. Yeah, me neither. I'd, I'd probably rather have him, but yeah. at, only at the same price. I guess at their price points. How he guess Foles. Joe Banner said he does not expect much of a market for Nick Foles. Interesting. I know you don't read my stories, so. I haven't read that one yet. Yeah, I gotta okay. read that still. Is Alejandro Villanueva the comp for Jordan Mailata? He made the Pro Bowl. Nice job, Chip. I would like to add that Alejandro Villanueva's success is uh, one of the long-lasting pieces of evidence that Chip Kelly was in a, a complete and total fraud. For all of his for all of his lip service paid towards the military, he's got this guy here who can be a, who this can be a franchise a left tackle, and he just lets him go. What a take! Brings him in just for the PR. Doesn't actually care about what he sees from him on the field. Nice eye for talent. Meanwhile, he's flipping like other guys' positions. Maybe, maybe why don't you take a look at the guy who played on offense in college? That was crazy. I remember getting the press release, and yeah, they really played it up about signing this Army Ranger. You're like, all right, this is PR. What a story. Yeah, I mean, all the credit to him. Yeah. Uh, is it the comp? I kind of forget what was Villanueva. He played a different position, right? Or did he play? Well, he started. He was a wide receiver in okay. college, and then they they brought him in as a defensive end. Mm, right. Long levers, strong levers. Mm. So sure, I guess there's probably some uh, something to that. Sure. Was Villanueva older though, right? Yeah, he was a little bit older. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, these are a lot of uh, overlap questions here. What should the Eagles look for with their number one pick? Offensive tackle or cornerback? I would not take a corner in the first round, that's for sure. But I'd have to, I'd have to see the draft board. tackle? I feel like they got some options there. I mean, if there was a stud okay. there, sure. I think I would be... I mean, defensive line is, is probably where I expect them to go in the first round. Um. Although you can make a case for receiver as well, I think. Yes. I, th- I think defensive line is probably the most likely first-round pick for them. Yeah. Tight end second. <laughs> That's right. Well, Chris Wilson's son is coming out, so. What, what is he? He's a tight end. Oh, perfect. Yeah, exactly. 13 personnel. Uh, since Shield praised Norv Turner and the Panthers, they are 0-6. They just scored nine points at home against the Saints. Does Shields still think the Eagles should replace Doug Peterson with Norv? Well, who's this one from? This is from Noah Becker. A, a self-admitted Bo Minion, right, I believe? Mm, potentially. I just want to make sure we're talking about the same Panthers who are eighth in DVOA. Oh, you're going to defend Norv? Whose quarterback is has had a shoulder injury all year, a decimated offensive line. They're eighth in offensive DVOA. Who's had a better season as an offensive uh, designer play caller, North Turner or Doug Peterson? Wow. 
Please show me the evidence that it's been Doug Peterson. I can't believe you're sticking with Norv. What's their weighted? I just told What's you. What's their weighted? Weighted is 11th. Okay. Still better than the Eagles. Okay. That one's not going to stay on the test of time, I'm afraid. Um, this year, all I said was who's done a better, who's done a more creative job this year. Okay. Okay. Uh, Please Kurt, show me the evidence otherwise. Kurt wants Minions. to know if we're going to uh, sacrifice 80 turkeys in honor of the turkeys you lost Man. in the Rams game. Ooh, that one hurts. Yes. Well, I have to update it, but uh, obviously you are now losing. Oh, man. The grouse always wins, baby. Yeah. Looked like an easy line. It's a tough one. Yeah. Do we have any more? 80 turkeys. They're, you know, mathematically, I was very sound. I mean, they, they 13 and a half point favorites. You know, you're giving the Eagles no credit <clears> for winning <throat> on the road as 13 and a half point underdogs. What are the top five euphemistic curse words Nick Foles says when he's upset? I don't know. I'd like to have a good answer here, but it's probably Shucks, darn, darn golly, golly, G, frick. Ah, I think it's more of just that like one a, of them? I think it's yeah, it's oh, more okay. of just I like didn't a know if bodily there was something going sound on with like, you. Ah, okay, all right. Like, ah. We're gonna hear from somebody downstairs after that. Uh, Noise. We have a hashtag, Ask Dr. Scheel. Okay. Why don't players regularly see their own doctors for second opinions after team doctors diagnose injuries? Why aren't agents insisting on outside specialists reviewing injuries to protect players long term? I think that is generally how it works. They actually. do do that. I yeah, think. I think yeah. that is how it works. Uh, top three kids shows that you actually enjoy watching with your children. Oh, man, there really aren't any. I'm uh, <laughs> father of the year. I just generally go on my phone. Nice. Or we have like three people in the same room watching three different things. Uh, I don't like Ninjago. It seems crazy, and my daughter acts insane after she watches mm. it. Uh, Peppa Pig has its moments. Okay. Uh, Dora was not bad when they were a little younger. One of the other ones, I feel like. Uh, uh, Daniel Tiger, I feel like we've mm, discussed. We have, yeah. Very whiny, you know. But a lot of racial stereotypes in there. Okay. But it was entertaining at times. Other than that? (laughs) Entertaining at times, yeah. How do you feel about a Sesame Street? Uh, You know what? We haven't... uh, I like Sesame Street, but that hasn't really gotten into the rotation. Okay. What age is good for Sesame Street? I don't know. You tell me. I feel like we've tried it at times, and it's uh, fallen flat. Okay. Is Blue's Clues still around? I don't know. Okay. There was a kid. We're not I, quite there yet. I taught at a tennis camp, and there was a uh, a little kid who was a voice for Blue's Clues. Really? I don't know who. I don't know if I believe him. Well, he I, said I that he was that a kid. voice. I want to say his name was Alex. Blue. Adorable little kid. I had glasses. I, you remember all those? Like there was all these potentially apocryphal stories about the host of Blue's Clues. No, back I, in the I day. don't know anything. That's mm. literally the only thing I know about the show is that kid. Okay. Last one from Jerry. Friday before Christmas, how early should offices cut their employees loose and let them go home? Shouldn't have to go in at all. Hmm. Well, I mean, if, if Christmas is a Tuesday, Tuesday. Uh, give me a 2 p.m., I think, is a, is a reasonable. Two? Why can't you just make it a noon, then? Let them, let them get some lunch elsewhere. Otherwise, they've got to worry about bringing lunch, and then they've got to go home an hour later. Yeah, but you take your later. lunch, and then you leave. Take your hour for lunch, and then get on out of there. Mm. Half day, I think, is reasonable. Okay. All right. Bo is uh, not as nice as I am. I would give you all the day off. 
Toucan U. You're going to love this one. Eagles are foe. Fo- fo- I got to send a text. Hold on. Eagles. What are you texting about? If you're going to text during the show, you got to read the text out loud. Well, no. It's for I have an uh, interview set up here, and I want to make sure I'm going to the right place for it. Okay. Read it out loud. I'll look can you speak a little? It says... Uh, Fill some time. We are meeting at the... What's a funny place for you to meet? Pastificios. I'll be the one holding the Caprese. See you there in 40. XOXO Shield. Did I get that Did right? Did you watch Gossip Girl? No. They say XOXO in there, so I thought that's uh, what you were doing. No. I guess I, I, I didn't know you watched it so much. Okay, sent. All right. You know anything about teen angst I'm in on, so yeah, I did watch it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Eagles are 4-0 in, in their history against the Houston Texans. In 2002, oh they beat them 35-17. to In 2006, 24-10. In 2010, 34-24. And in 2014... 31-21. Over that time, 12 different players have scored touchdowns for the Eagles against the Texans. Two can you name the 12 players who have scored touchdowns? What were the years again? <laughs> 2002, 2006, 2010, and 2014. You were probably at the 2014 game. I think I was. That was when Nick Foles got hurt. That's when we went to see uh, NASA. That's right. The pod. That's right. And... Mark Sanchez came in, and I was under the opinion that the Eagles were going to be in better shape with Mark Sanchez. Boy, was I wrong. Uh, Brian Westbrook? Correct. Once in 2006. Jeremy Macklin? Correct. Twice in the 2014 game, including a 59-yarder from Nick Foles. Brent Selleck? Incorrect. Uh, One strike. 2014. LaShawn McCoy? Correct. Twice in 2010. Who are the guys I've gotten so far? Westbrook, McCoy, and Macklin. Deshaun Jackson? Incorrect. Strike two. I will tell you that one of the players is still on the team, and one of the players is now a coach on the team. Deuce Daly? Correct. Twice in 2002. One of the players still on the team? Jordan Matthews? Correct. I will tell you that one of the players was a member of the organization last year, but is no longer. Member of the organization? Yes. Brian Dawkins? That's correct. A fake punt from Brian Mitchell. Hmm. Um, I will tell you that one of the players featured prominently in the Jersey story from... The Rams game. Let's see if you actually read it. Kenyon Barner. Incorrect. Not. Uh, oh, Dante Stallworth. That's correct. Nice job. I will tell you that one of the players is a fullback. High leverage. John Ritchie? Incorrect. Cecil Martin? Incorrect. Who are my other fullbacks? Leonard Weaver. Mm, incorrect. Oh, I thought it was going to mm. be Leonard Weaver. The answer is Owen Schmidt. Oh, 
bloody head, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, one of them is a quarterback. Michael Vick. Correct. Uh, all right, three left. Two are wide receivers. One is a running back. You think Michael Vick was uh, ahead of his time? Like, if he was playing now, do you think he would be mm, awesome? Good question. I actually, I, I think you could make the case that he was better because he he was so analogous. I mean, uh, he was so out of the ordinary for the rest of the league. Maybe, I think you... He needed a better offensive coordinator, probably. But I don't know if he would be as special today as he was then because, I mean, there's nobody like Vic, though. He'd be fine. He'd be great today. I mean, that year was incredible. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. What's next? He was fun. All right. Uh, Two bad receivers and one bad running back. Maybe that's unfair. You're going to have to give me more than that. Uh, the 2002 wide receiver, his last name is a verb that you might do in the water. James Thrash? Correct. Uh, 2006, the wide receiver. <laughs> first, first name that came to mind was Charles Johnson. <laughs> and I have no idea, like, what that would, <laughs> what that would mean. But <laughs> uh, I believe he was a second round pick. Reggie Brown. Yes. And then uh, last one, the running back from 2014, same last name as an American president. Running back in 2014. Two can you name? Hmm. Uh, Nixon. Hmm. Taft, Fillmore, Coolidge. Nope. Clinton, Bush, Obama. Middle the middle initial of the president was K. Mm, I don't got it. James K. Polk, Chris Polk. Nice, uh, good job. I always enjoyed a Chris Polk. Yeah, he wasn't that bad. Uh-huh. He was fun. He had those busted shoulders. Could run. You could run through you now. All right, you got a bird to flip, and I think I heard a preview of it downstairs. <laughs> yeah. And I was mortified. Well, I took a uh, red eye back from the West Coast as I was working on this story. And uh, so I was actually leaving Phoenix. I had an early connection, Mm. and then it was really a red eye from Phoenix. I sit down in my aisle seat, which I chose because I tend to go to the bathroom six, seven times. Aisle over a window all the time. Although this time I didn't actually didn't use the bathroom now that I think about it. Mm. Anyway. Important information. Uh, man and woman walking down the aisle. Congratulations to them. Well, we'll get to that, actually. <laughs> uh, woman goes to the row across from me, middle seat. Man comes to my row, middle seat. And he says, uh, would you mind switching seats uh, with my wife? And I said, Outrageous. I said, in the middle seat over there? He goes, yeah. I've actually never done this before, but I said, "Mm, I'm sorry. No way. That is so rude to ask that. Then I say, you need to be next to her. I was asking, like, you know, is there a medical? Right. Because, you know, I'm not not a monster. Right. 
Well, also you can you can potentially help with that problem as Doctor Shield. Right, and so I said, "Do you need to?" Uh, well, you followed up. Sit uh, next to her, and he, and he just mutters, "I wouldn't mind." Oh, oh man! The frightening guy was wearing a uh, "You're Killing Me" small shirt, hmm. and like a I, I think he was I don't know when people chew tobacco they spit in that cup. Oh. He was doing that on the plane. Uh, Oof. I thought he might, like, murder me. You got to take getting murdered over moving in an aisle seat for a red eye. That's well, so outrageous. then the wife asks the woman next to her in right. the aisle. And it was this, like, older woman, very nice and pleasant. An older woman? And she says the same thing. Like, I'm, I'm Where sorry. do these people get off? And so then... Uh, I can't believe there's more. There's a girl sitting in the window next to them. Oh, my God. And so she said, she says, like, uh, or somehow it came up that they these, this couple had just gotten married the day before. Or so they said. I'm not so sure. Uh, and so the girl by the window there said, like, I will switch with him. And so she came and, and she was like, oh, you know, congrats, and came over and sat next to me. And they got to sit next to each other. Like, give me a freaking. <laughs> it's break. also a red eye. You're like, you're sleeping. Like, who cares? Like, you can't go you be? four and a half hours <laughs> without sitting next to your spouse. I mean, if if, it's if a you want to, if you want to tell me it's like it's their honeymoon, fine. But maybe don't book two middle two middle seats. You're not doing honeymoon stuff on a four and a half hour. Uh, yeah. I mean, come on. What are you gonna? That's pathetic. Like. If That's like, I feel like I feel like they should be kicked off the flight. I agree. I mean, it's, if it's kid, if it's elderly, if there's some type of medical kid, condition, of course. If it was a kid, I would have moved. I, of you know, I would have thought. Uh, you know, I wish they would have parsed this out before. But that's fine. You have a child. I mean, husband and wife needing to sit next to each other for a freaking four and a half, and then like being salty, outrageous when you say no. Unbelievable. You can't even ask that. It's like Huge birth the flight. temerity. Wow. That's that's crazy. I wouldn't mind. That's awful. You said that downstairs and I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. You heard me. Uh, I do want to follow up on uh, my wife has an explanation for mm. the early I thank you. I can tell this really irked you at the time. You've been thinking about it nonstop since then. Well, I, I've been thinking about one thing. I but didn't, I didn't mean to. Uh... She said the early thank you she believes is a remnant of... Um, Taking taxis in New York. Okay. I would say thank you to tell them now is the time to stop. Mm, okay. uh, and so that's how I'm conditioned. I like the early thank you. I think it's a good, uh, you know, it's not getting lost. And I do believe that it is a cue to say this is, this is where I'm getting off. And I would also like to say. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, he came armed. I would like to defend the humble taxi driver who you so rudely threw under the bus. Okay. You said, I don't want a taxi. I agree that once upon a time, they would get a little bit uh, upset about the credit card. I don't believe that's the case any longer. Okay. I think they've adjusted to the times. And, you know, these are people working hard. Sure. It's their full-time job. You know, it's not their fault that the the entire business model has been, uh, you know, turned upside down. By these uh, terrible human being tech bro CEOs. Mm. And further, sometimes I like somebody with a little institutional knowledge of the city. Mm. 
Okay. I don't want just some guy looking at their phone telling them where to go. I want somebody who knows, oh, this place is going to be, you don't want to take that. We got to go, we got to go up uh, Front Street. Okay. Sometimes that call, you call, that, it, you know, a ride calls for that. How dare you? All right, so I expect it. Listen, I have no, it, they, I have no issue. I'm not telling you to get rid of them. I'm saying my preference I mean, of course, most of the time I'm going to take yeah, the cheaper you're, option. Yeah, you're always doing that. But okay. doesn't mean you got to throw the entire profession under the bus. I, didn't, I don't believe that I did that. That's, how, well, that's what I heard. Okay. That's all. Okay. Okay. Well, ni- nice of your wife to stick up for you. I still say... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, better and early thank shot. you than no thank give, you at all. Give it a shot. See how you feel. Your, your next ride, just wait. When your body's telling you to speed up, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. <laughs> and then just... Uh, no, I'm going, you know, I'm going even earlier. Right before you... I'm going... Next time I'm in a cab with you, I'm going earlier. Right I'm going before, right when we get in. You know, you unbuckle this, the seatbelt. go over, you say thank, thank you. you, and then you open the thank door. Thank you for making out. that right-hand turn. There's no... Uh, there's thank no, you for not running over that dead pedestrian. Air. You don't need that dead air in between. Nah. <laughs> Pull up up here. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. We've got a locker room to get to. We will be back tomorrow with our preview and predictions for Sunday's game against the Texans. Do the Eagles have what it takes to get to the playoffs? Who knows? For Shield and Bo, and as always, we love you.